Hi everybody! Welcome Hi. back to uh, another edition of the Something Heavy Cast. I'm Robert. I'm Chris. And uh, we're going to discuss nerd stuff. So pay attention. Take notes. Yeah, nerd okay. stuff. As again, again, we have an empty space here. Becky couldn't make it once again, which is fun. She's busy. She is. She's, got stuff going on. She's a working actress. She's got things going on. Yes, she do. Um. So, but we'll see her again soon. Yes, we will. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I guess the big news of the week, of course, is the. The release last Monday of the uh, Star Wars trailer. Yeah. I, and I hate to say, I, it shocks me that it's the final trailer. Because I'm like, what's happening in the movie? What's the plot? But I, I think that's pretty good. I think that's pretty good, though, because there's been a lot of trailers lately that just kind of give away way too much. Yes, that's true. Um, I think... One of the things that that I do like that I saw online was that there were some uh, news websites, well, nerd and like movie and geek websites that were like condemning J.J. Abrams for not revealing more of the plot and not giving enough away. And I'm like, but that's that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. We're going into the movie and nobody knows anything about it. Mm-hmm. It's impossible to be spoiled if there's no spoilers out there. Yeah, you know there will be, of course. Mm-hmm. Stuff will get leaked, and I'm I'm, I'm surprised that a, a working copy of the movie hasn't been really really leaked yet. Yeah, I guess they're. Doing a pretty good job of keeping it under lock and key. Um, but I, from everything that I saw, I cannot wait for that movie. Yeah, it's going to be cool. My question is, is where's Luke? Because mm-hmm. he's not in that trailer and he's not on that poster. He is in the trailer. Is he? Yes. There's a one scene where our, somebody with a robot hand is touching R2-D2. Oh, okay. That's Luke Skywalker. All right, that That's my sense. theory, is that it's Luke Skywalker. Yeah, okay. yeah I guess that makes sense. So here's here's... We discussed this a little bit before the podcast, and we were like, let's save it for the show. I have several theories. Okay. Okay. Number one is that when during the trailer, Luke Skywalker's talking about how the Force is very strong in his family. Mm-hmm. And that he has it, his father has it, his sister had it, and you have it too. I believe he's talking to Rey, the girl. Okay. I don't think he's talking to Finn, the guy who's using the lightsaber most of the trailer. He's talking to Rey. And I think Rey is going to be, over the course of this new trilogy, or however long it is, is going to be the new... A new Jedi Knight. Okay. She'll follow in Luke's footsteps. I don't know if she's... One of the theories I've seen online is that it's Han and Leia's daughter. And if she doesn't know she's Han and Leia's daughter, she was in, been kept in hiding her whole mm-hmm. life. Because she, if they, if the Empire finds her, you know what I mean? Or the, the First Order, as it's called now. Right. My theory is that that's Luke Skywalker's kid. Okay. I think that's Luke Skywalker's daughter. Okay. Okay. My other theory is is that J.J. Uh, Abrams is going full-on Joss Whedon, and he's going to kill at least two huge characters. Yeah. I, I honestly believe he, he kills off two huge characters. The first being Han Solo, mm-hmm. which is not a new theory. I think a lot of people have theorized that Han Solo is going to die, which is probably the only way they got Harrison Ford back. It was like, do this one last time and you're done. We're going to kill you off. Right. And that uh, John Boyega's character, Finn, will become the new captain of the Millennium Falcon. Okay. So it'll be him and Chewie flying around. Yeah. And then uh, uh, my other theory is that we're going to lose one other huge person, and I, I'm just not sure who yet. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they killed off Luke Skywalker. Have him go out like uh, Obi-Wan? Yes. Yeah. Straight up doing And then for the rest of the movies, he's a Force ghost. Yeah. Okay. I honestly think that's going to happen. And I'm like, in, in this one room, like, how the hell is episode eight going to top this? Right. And now they're doing the Rogue One spinoff, which Donnie Yen is in. I'm very happy about that. I mm-hmm. hope he gets to do some Star Wars Kung Fu. 
Um, and uh, they're going to do the Han Solo origin film. Right. And then uh, episode eight. We've got a lot of Star Wars coming in the next few years. Sure do. It's a good time. Hell yeah. Um, what did you think? Hold on one second. Finnegan! Finnegan! What is all this noise you're making? Go in your room and close the door to your room. You are making entirely too much noise. Can you do that sometime today? Can you do that sometime today? What is happening right now? You want to go zero? When? When are you going into your room? Finnegan! Finnegan! Take your TARDIS and bring it into your room. So move the chair. Come on, dude. I need you to be quiet. Thank you. Sometimes he puts murder in my heart. Well, who doesn't? That's kids. Ready? Yeah. Okay, sorry. A little bit of technical difficulties. We're back. We're yeah, back. so um, I was asking you what you thought of the Star Wars trailer. Um, I don't know. I feel like... I think I feel like that's... I've explained before in... in like with TV shows these days and the way they kind of handle the seasons like say Game of Thrones and it's like there's so much time in between like the seasons Mm -hmm. that by the time the next one comes around I don't really give that much of a fuck anymore Mm -hmm. and I think that that's just like a large on a larger scale with Star Wars like I watched the trailer and I'm like okay cool but I haven't found that excitement yet Mm -hmm. about Star Wars Hmm. And it probably, I, I don't think I'm going to catch it until I see it. And then you're going to go all in? Probably. Okay. Uh, I, I'm, I'm annoyed with the naysayers. Which is? It's just people who are like, more Star Wars. It's fucking, bleh. the prequels sucked. And, you know, it's just like, you know what? It's not that bad. I know. It's like, guys, come it's on. That's, like... that's the worst problem we have to deal with right now. That's pretty good. Yeah. I was actually shocked to see the, the racism online. That was a that was a hoax. Was it? It was a hoax. Oh, thank God, because I didn't I didn't I didn't want to go all that deep into because I didn't want to see people being like boycott Star Wars. Y'all want your daughter being fucked by a black stormtrooper? Because I don't like really. Yeah, um, if... I'm sorry. He has a lightsaber. He's infinitely better than you. Right. 
Doesn't matter, black or not, dude. He's got a lightsaber. You suck. Yeah, I mean they did they did a pretty good job with the host, but it was it was. Awesome. It was just a giant troll. Yeah. Okay, that I feel better about because um, evidently they've never seen Attack a Block. And a lot uh, of people haven't seen Attack a Block, which that's is really a, shocking. That's criminal because uh, John Boyega is awesome in that movie. He's just mm-hmm. a good actor. Mm-hmm. Like, who cares? Yeah. And it's, I'm sorry, but it's J.J. Abrams. Did you not think that it was going to be a girl? I've seen that too. There's a little bit of sexism, like a girl Jedi. I'm like, yeah, dude, a girl Jedi. Like, have you not seen Felicity? Did you not see Alias? Are you you're surprised that the lead character is going to be a girl? Well, I mean, there were girls on the Jedi Council. Yeah. In the, the, the prequels. Well, did you see? Remember when um, Anakin and uh, Obi Wan were in the second one, and they were held in that giant gladiator pit fighting lizards and shit. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, there were girl Jedi's there. And they were spinning around, cutting, you know, battle droids' heads off and stuff. Like, come on, come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, I don't know. People are... I'm sorry. And then, like, okay, so I, I went full... Like, my Star Wars flip got... The Switch got flipped, like, okay. hard. I'm, like, all into it right now. Okay. So I started watching Clone Wars. Okay. On uh, Netflix, because the whole shebang-a-bang is on there. Mm-hmm. Hadn't seen any of it. Right. Hadn't paid a single amount of attention to it. One of the things I noticed right away is that they just... They throw you right into it. Oh, hey, it's the Clone Wars. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. And I saw Asajj and Tress, the, yeah. the Sith female warrior with the two, the twin lightsabers. Mm-hmm. She's pretty. I don't care. She's animated. I like her. I can see. I, yeah. I'd like to think that I'd be the kind of Jedi where, like, she couldn't kill me because, like, she does love me, but she's still bad, so we have to fight at some point anyway. Right. It'd be like that. Okay. Because clearly she's willing to settle for less. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah, so far I like Clone Wars. It's pretty alright. Yeah, I, you know, I didn't get that far into it, mm-hmm. but I watched the first few episodes. Yeah. And I, and I enjoyed it. I like the animation style. Yeah. Um, Yoda kicks ass. It's Yoda. Yeah. Um, I like that they still kept Anakin a whiny little bitch. I'm not listening. You have to, but not me. Me, me. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> Tone that down a bit, son. Yeah. yeah. But uh, they did a good job of keeping everybody... They made everybody sound like everybody. They found a good, you know, Ewan McGregor replacement. And they found a good uh, Anakin replacement. And the Yoda voice is a little off. Just because it's so, it's so distinctive and iconic yeah. that you know when it's not uh, Frank Oz. Yeah, for sure. But so far I'm down with it. I like it. I have been looking into the Star Wars video games, though. I love how far back it goes. Mm-hmm. Like, the Old Republic, which is, like, what, like, 35,000 years ago? Before the events of the movies? Right. And it's all, like, the original, like, when the Jedi first appeared and stuff like that? Yeah, when, like, everybody was, like, Jedi or Sith. I didn't realize how deep it goes. Yeah. And, like, there there were armies of Sith. Yeah. With red lightsabers. Like, Mm -hmm. why don't they make a movie about that? Like, if I got the chance to pit... I know we've discussed this before. Yeah, on the the podcast, even. Mm -hmm. But, like, I would... If I got the opportunity to pitch it to, you know, to Disney, I'd be like, let's do a new trilogy... Set in the Old Republic. Years and years, 35,000 years before the events of, of Episode 4. Right. Okay? And you got the Old Republic, armies of Jedi and Sith. How badass would that be? be pretty cool. Just like on the, on the, like on the streets of Coruscant, you just see two armies of lightsabers just flying towards each other. You got lightning and shit flying at each other. It's like, come on, dude. That's like a 20-minute action sequence right there. Mm-hmm. And then, I, you know who I cast as the lead character? Hmm. Is a Eco Uice from uh, the raid. Oh, okay. I yeah. cast him as the main Jedi. You know what I mean? Yeah. Give him a lightsaber. Have him do all his little flippies and cool martial arts. For sure. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Then I cast Jackie Chan as a villain. Okay. He's the, one of the main Sith. Okay. And I want Samuel Hung in there. All smiley and fucking. <laughs> no, I think you know what? I think Jackie Chan can play a villain. Yeah. Um. He's done mostly goofy stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think he could play a cool villain. It'd be cool to see Jackie Chan play a villain. Yeah. Or Jet Li. Yeah. Because Jet Li's played a villain. Yeah. At least once or twice. I know Lethal Weapon 4. Yeah. You got... <laughs> that end fight sequence was pretty cool. Yeah. Just two old dudes beating up a guy who knows Kung Fu. That was a good fight. Mm-hmm. And they stab him with rebar. I always thought that was, like, really violent when Danny Glover, like, runs him through three and he's all lifting him up. Like, I'm like, damn, dude. Well, Murtai ain't that old. <laughs> that was a good movie. Yeah. I miss Mel Gibson. Me too. He needs to come back. People, people need to let him back. They need to let it go. They do. Yeah, they do. I, I yeah. And time. He's given us some really good movies. Mm-hmm. Not just Lethal Weapon. Yeah. The Man Without a Face. That's a good movie. That's a good movie. Um, Forever Young, right? Where he gets cryogenically frozen. Mm-hmm. And he's a, a pilot and he teaches nine-year-old Elijah Wood how to fly in a treehouse. Yeah. Like you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. like a good movie. Um... The other big uh, event in nerd culture this week was Back to the Future Day. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I didn't go watch Back to the Future. Neither did I. Eh, I've seen them. I know what happens. I do, I, I, I do enjoy those movies. Yeah, they're cool movies. They've, and the thing is, they hold up, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. All three of them. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm trying to think of like time travel movies that I really dig. There's that. Bill and Ted. Yeah. Looper. Looper's a good... Did you see Looper? I did see Looper. What'd you think? I liked it. Yeah. Me too. It's pretty good. I'm excited to see what that director, Ryan Johnson, what he does with Star Wars. Yeah. Because he's doing the second one, right? I think he's doing episode eight. Okay. And then, um... Which is actually going to start shooting really soon. Yeah. Well, really soon for, you know, movie time. It's hard to believe that this, all this stuff, the Star Wars stuff, was announced almost like two years ago. It's been that long. Mm-hmm. And it's finally... It's less than two months away? Oh, no. Actually, two months away... Isn't it, is it open at Christmas Day? No. Or just slightly before? It's on, like, the 18th or something like that. Okay, so yeah, then less than two months away. A brand new Star Wars. So we were thinking of taking the kids to go see it, like, uh, Thursday night when it opens. And I was like, there's no way we're going anywhere near a movie theater on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Like, that, the, half the city will shut down. Mm-hmm. Because everyone's going to see the seven... Because I guess... At the theater by my house, by Winrock. Yeah. Winrock is a mall that we have here in town. It's the dirt mall, but they're, they're fixing it. So, um, they're trying. <laughs> we, trying. We have a Dave and Buster's. <laughs> I don't know if you've, heard, um, if you've ever been sitting on that, at that stoplight that's right there. Um, I think it's where like the, the Target is and mm-hmm. Winrock. Yeah. And they have like these three signs, you know, for Winrock. Mm-hmm. And... I think one of them's like it's like a little kid like in the movie theater. She's like eating popcorn. It's like Winrock, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. And then there's like another guy, and I think he's like cooking something. Okay. It's like a chef. Like he's like a chef. Yeah, I guess it's like Winrock. And then there's a third one, which makes me fucking die of laughter every time I look at it because, on the surface, if you're just a glance at it, it's like oh, it's just a pretty lady in like a model pose, right? But then when you actually like take a look at it, mm-hmm. it's a pretty lady in a model pose and for some reason she's holding a shoe and she's like she's kind of got it and she's just like with like this shoe. 
Like the shoe brings her joy? Yeah. It's, and she's now complete with that one shoe? Yeah. Okay. I, I guess I haven't paid enough attention to it. I'll go buy it. Go buy it. Like, actually take a look at that picture. It's okay. It's hilarious. Because that mall used to be, that was the scary mall. Yeah. It had, like, Dillard's, a sports authority, and then Toys R Us, and that was it. And then, like, it was all on this one side, and then on the other side was this old, like, rundown motel, which was clearly from an episode of Ghost Hunters. Mm-hmm. And, and like, I'm pretty sure hookers were murdered in there. Probably. And they tore it all down. Oh, you just piss off the spirits. Mm-hmm. All of these stores are going to be haunted now. I don't even know what they're building there now. Because they've got all kinds of shit. There. There's, like, a mattress store and a dentist, and we got a Genghis grill. Okay. And they have the new movie theater, which is the one I usually go to right there in the back. You know? I haven't been there yet. Okay, it's a nice theater. It's actually, I like. I prefer it to the Rio. Back in the day, when Rock had the best arcade. Yes, it did. It, it did. had it had the big tilt. It did have the big tilt, and then Coronado had the smaller tilt. Yeah, Coronado is the other mall, the main mall. That's literally across the street. Yes, we have. And then here's here's how dumb our town is. Here's the intersection of like Indian School and Louisiana, which is where all the malls are. Here's Coronado Mall, the biggest mall in town. Directly across from that is Uptown, which is all outdoor shopping. And then directly across from that is Winrock, where there's more shopping. It's like, guys, spread them out a bit. <laughs> we can't hit all three in one day. We're going to go insane. Yeah. But eventually they're talking about well, building, like, walkover bridges. I think, I think in a way they might have kind of be hitting at, you know, like... Because the ABQ Uptown... Mm-hmm. Which is the outdoor. Yes. Like, that's, re- that's really upscale. That is. That's very... We got a pottery barn. Yeah, that's where, like, the Apple Store is. There's a Williams Sonoma. Mm-hmm. And a place that sells gelato. Yeah. That kind of shit. Yeah. And then, across the way, like you said, Winrock, which is the dirt mall. Like, only shady people go there, really. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're going to see a movie. And then, across the street, is, like, the middle class mall. Is, yeah. Coronado. Yes. Where it's, like, it just functions like a normal-ass mall. Yes, it's really weird. It's like where the kids hang out. That's very true. It's like if you go to the food court on a Saturday, it's not. It's a sea of teenagers. Mm-hmm. But they're building a Chipotle in there and a Johnny Rockets. Inside? Inside. But there's a Chipotle across the street. <laughs> and then on the other side of that, they're building a Cheesecake Factory. Okay. Which, okay. All right. So. Well, and the same thing. I mean, because there's a GameStop inside Coronado. And, and there's, there's one, one right across, across the street. Yeah. There's a Longhorn Steakhouse in the parking lot now. They're just like, I, I don't understand why they're just, uh, there. Put it there. Yeah. Whatever. And it's like, all right. Where's the There's piping? no planning going on. In There's not. Area. It's literally, it's like a six-year-old with Legos. They're yeah, I mean, going... they're making it look like. They're like, all this cool shit's coming. And then they're just like, just dropping them down wherever. But it's just going to be a hot, tranny mess out there. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be a, an awful mess. Yeah. I like it. I hope that they're able to keep the momentum going because the city needs the economy. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want to hear something crazy? Okay. So you know my paranoid conspiracy theory also blends into my my being like a a very small scale prepper because I do believe some bad stuff is coming our way. Right. Yeah. Are you going to that convention? I want to, <laughs> but I don't want to get murdered. <laughs> it's at the state fair. That's the other thing. Like the state fairgrounds, it's pretty much Thunderdome right. at all times. Well, I say I want to go and I want to go and check for, for one particular reason to get free stuff. Free stuff is great. Yeah. But the reason why I want to go is that I, I collect um, I collect books. Yes. And one of the things I like to collect are, um, let's call them subversive books. 
Ah, okay. I, I like, like anarchist cookbooks, stuff like that. Yeah, and well, and in, 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 in the broad spectrum spectrum of it. Yes. Like you know, I have a copy of, you know, uh, I have a I have a anarchist cookbook somewhere, but I also have a copy of like Mein Kampf. Mm-hmm. You know, books that most people would be very happy to have on their shelves. Yeah. I kind of have a small collection of them, and I w- kind of want to go because I want to get my own copy of the Turner Diaries. Ah, uh, and yeah. I'm pretty sure I'll be able to find a oh, copy of the Turner Diaries. Next time they have a gun show, they give those out of door prizes. Yeah. If like you're the next person, in, you get one. Yeah. Um, and I don't want it for any other reason. I just want to add it to my collection. No, actually, you know what? To be honest with you, I would want to read it because I actually, I read about, uh, wasn't it Donald Pierce who wrote it? He was a white supremacist, and he wrote this book called The Turner Diaries. And for those of you who don't know, The Turner Diaries is, is this first-hand fictional account of a race war that starts. And, uh, you know, all the, like, white supremacist groups around the country kind of band together and start attacking <laughs> um, the minorities and, you know, gay couples and stuff like that. It's this really horrific book, and, I mean, obviously, you know, a very mentally deranged person wrote it. Yeah. I would totally want to read it just to be like, yeah, I fucking read it. It's bananas. Mm-hmm. It's completely 100% insane. Yeah. I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to go because I want free stuff. I want a free um, knife. Yeah. Or a free, you know, I could use a new watch. Yeah. You know, just, I want to go, but at the same time, it's like, I don't, I don't want to be put on a list here in town. Right. Do you know what I mean? And I don't want anybody being like, oh, it's coming, man. I'm like, all right. Yeah, great. Yeah. Where's my, where's there would my... be a lot of that. There, there would be a lot of, like, placating. Just, yeah. I hear you. I know. So I totally. You betcha, Hector. All right. <laughs> See you, buddy. Yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Part of me does want to go. Part of me is like, eh. Yeah. But anyway, you were, you were, I, I totally interrupted you with that. Yes. So I found this out the other day. Well, pop quiz. Do you know what the population of Albuquerque is? It's like, um, just under a million, isn't it? No, it's plus or minus 600,000. Oh, okay. Okay. And this was, this came up in a discussion that I had with somebody about why there are no... Because in Albuquerque, you have four... We're separated by the river mm-hmm. into two sections of town. We have the west side, which is the worst thing that ever happened. And then the, the east side, which is the good part of town. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and of course, the majority of my family is on the west side, so that should tell you something. So... There's about four main thoroughfares to get across. There's Central, mm-hmm. which will take you from east to west, which is the really long way. Right. That's okay. old, old Route 66. Old Route 66. Yeah. And you have I-40, mm-hmm. which runs east to west across town. Okay. You have Paseo, mm-hmm. which is, again, kind of a nightmare. And you have Alameda. It's, it's, like, it's like a little highway, but everybody drives 30 miles an hour on it for some it, reason. It's the, if it's rush hour, you might as well just get out and walk. You'll get there. I am not kidding. You'll get there to the west side faster. Yeah. And then there's Alameda, which is the last ditch effort for anybody. Mm-hmm. Whereas like everything else is shut down. It's Alameda or you're just staying on the east side of town. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the reason there's only four main thoroughfares is because the city's pop, the, the infrastructure of this city is only meant to handle 400,000 people at max. 300,000 comfortably. That's mm-hmm. like, yes, that's good. 400,000 in a pinch. We are 200,000 people above that. Right. And it's just getting bigger. Yeah. So that's why when people complain, like, why is there so much traffic in Albuquerque? Well, it's because we're not built for this many people. Right. If, if they wanted to build, a, like, a big flyover highway from the east side, 
from like say Wyoming and I forty, create a new one called the Zip, right? And it takes right. you straight to the exit at Paseo, Paseo and and uh, course. Okay. Like they should they should do that. Agreed. Yeah. They're not gonna. No, they're not. They'd never ever do that. And that's why I stay firmly on the east side of the town. I have to go to the west side though. I'm sorry. Me too. I hate it out there. I, I would I, I would rather make sweet, tender love to an active garbage disposal than live on the west side. Yeah. Never. I had to go I had to go there. You did? So did I. This morning. Oh yeah. It's worse, isn't it? Yeah, all the way out to like Unser and Rainbow. Oh, you went no, you went halfway to Grants. You were heading towards Arizona. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I can't do that. Like um, the very, very edge of Albuquerque. Look, don't get me wrong. Albuquerque is a great town. At times, it can be. Boom Fiesta is all right, um, but yeah, no, it's you know, and Albuquerque is a lot like Austin. You either have to leave very, very early, or there's a good chance you're never leaving. Yeah. You know the trap. Well, Austin is a goddamn nightmare now. I've heard that it's actually not that great anymore, and I heard it only gets it's really bad during South by Southwest. Oh yeah, well, because the thing is, is that I mean, I lived there. So long ago. And even back then, it was like the traffic was so bad. And their main thoroughfare is a I-35. Mm-hmm. It goes like straight through. And um, going from South Austin to North Austin, at, you know, around like 5 o'clock. And I'm talking, this was like 2001. Mm-hmm. Like, going to during like rush hour, there was, there was like a chunk of area around downtown mm-hmm. where like just stand still for like half hour 45 minutes to the point where it became so normal that people were just like getting out of their cars and just like chilling on the i used to do it too just chill on the roof of the car until traffic started moving again someone actually <coughs> put up a billboard like mm-hmm. spent the money put up a billboard right in that area and it said free parking on i-35 which was pretty hilarious what is the problem? What it, What is it? There's too many... There are, there are too many people. Mm-hmm. It's the same as here. And so now it's like... I mean, the population over there has exploded since I lived there. And so it's even worse. <clears throat> um, like, what was like South by Southwest traffic mm-hmm. when I lived there? That's like everyday traffic. Now. Now. Oh, that sounds And awful. so it gets that much worse during South by Southwest. It's just... Yeah, and then and then in Austin, like the, on the on I thirty five, for some reason, the the off ramps mm-hmm. are like thirty feet long. So, <laughs> so it's just like you're just you're screaming, and then like you're getting off, it's like oh god, stop late, and it, like they're so short. Okay, yeah. See, I don't. I've been to Lubbock in Texas. Yeah, you. No, Lubbock's all right. It reminds me a lot of Las Cruces. It's for sure a college town because Texas Tech is there. Yeah. And they they figured it out. What they did is they're like, okay, we live in this area. Mm-hmm. Throw up a giant-ass circle. Yeah. And the, the the planning people were like, dope, let's do it. So they threw up a giant circle. They call it the loop. And it mm-hmm. takes you, if you drive, literally, you can drive around the entire town, every section of town, in about 40 minutes or so. Okay? And there's cool. three exits everywhere. And it's like, oh, you need to get this part of town? Sure, just hop on here. You're done. Nice. It's so simple. Yeah. Why can't we do that here? 
Because we because we wouldn't be able to figure it out. Of course not. Like Albuquerque would just get confused. Like I I, I spent a lot of time time downtown, and like we've got just that one little roundabout right on like Central and Eighth. <laughs> yes. Which is like it's proven that those things when people aren't fucking morons, like those things are, like, you know, traffic savers. Yeah, because it keeps everything going. I mean, you wouldn't even need stoplights if they would have just if they just went in and then just put roundabouts everywhere. They could just take all the stoplights out. You know how many car accidents there would be on a daily basis? We have enough as it is. Oh, it'd be crazy. And, like, every single time I end up in that roundabout, it's mm-hmm. just, like, nobody knows what the hell's going on. Okay, I'll be honest with you. You, I I hate roundabouts. Really? Because there's no rules. Everybody's just like, oh, me! And they go. And it's scary. I get nervous. I just plow through. I'm all, no! That's what you're supposed to do. You're just supposed to just go where you're going. But then, But there's always people who stop. That's the problem. Yes. And you don't stop and round about. You just, yeah. okay, you're going this way, okay, because here's that way, and then it's just straight. A, yeah, it's, <laughs> and you just keep driving. And you get to where you need to go. I think roundabouts were created on a dare. I was like, do you think I'll do it? I don't know. Let's try. Well, they're all over in Europe, and they work great. But that's Europe. This that's is America. The that's the problem. No, they're the problem. This is America. <laughs> this is America. Right. Chris Kyle. America. Okay. Sorry, American Sniper was on when I was on over. Okay. <laughs> it's a goofy movie. Yeah. yeah. And look, okay. I think we've discussed this before. But I'll just say this. I'm not bashing Chris Kyle, but it's been proven that he lied about a lot of shit. He did. So, and, and, okay, so there. Anyway. Dude, you know, you shouldn't have to apologize for that shit. Just because the dude got murdered. It's it's the it fact does. that it, but it's it's tragic and it's somebody's dad. Like I would never want my kids to be like, my dad was murdered and now this you know, tubby idiot on a podcast is talking shit about him. Do you know what I mean? But to be fair, it is our duty, it is our obligation to question the official story of everything, mm-hmm. which is why I think nine eleven was an inside job. Uh, I do think the government is in contact with reptilian aliens, and um, you know. They're hiding the truth about ghosts. I don't know. I mean. Okay. I don't believe that. Just to be kind of an asshole, I actually did that last night once. I just wanted to do it once. You trolled somebody? Well, no. Somebody like, um, I just did the 48 hour film festival uh-huh. and, uh, we had the screenings last night and, and then so afterwards and what, and see, here's the, here's the thing. Here's my internal dichotomy that will always screw me in life okay it's like i love doing this stuff video podcasts we make movies i like to act i like to do stuff in front of the camera and behind the camera but the thing i don't like is like being recognized for anything right like i just want to be like you know do that stuff that causes recognition but not get recognized for any of it okay does that make that makes no sense but no, that makes sense. So, you know, like, um, for the most part, you know, because I had just gotten my, my hairs cut mm-hmm. and trimmed my beard out quite a bit. So I don't think I look quite as, I mean, I'm not, my hair is a lot longer and stuff in, in the thing. So I wasn't as recognizable, which was cool. Yeah. But some people did recognize me because they just saw me on the screen, which I hate. I just, you know, and they're like, yeah. hey, you did a great job. I'm like, oh, thank you. <coughs> But just just once, just to say that I did it, I totally did the. 
can't, you can't do that seriously though. You have to do it completely ironically. Yeah. I want to do that someday when somebody's listing all the horrible things I've ever done. <laughs> you know, small. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Actually, no, I don't want that because that's going to be a long conversation right. that I don't have answers to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. No, but that's. I think it's cool that you got recognized. I think it's great that you did the forty-eight hour. I think. I think the 48 Hour Film Festival is, for what it is, it's a good experience. Mm-hmm. It helps people cut their teeth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, yeah, I can accomplish something. In, I can make, you know, a decent little short film in 48 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, I, again, you know, we as we've discussed previously in this podcast, we have a very, like, factionalized, cliquish type of town when it comes to filmmaking. Mm-hmm. It's just like, our group is cool, everyone else fucking sucks, and that guy sucks, and here's why. And, you know, blah, 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 blah. But I think it's one of those few times a year when everybody gets together and they're like, okay, cool, you made a movie, that's great. Yeah. And then we all go back to our little holes and we're like, yeah, here's why that guy's movie sucked. Yeah. But for that, like, little itty-bitty stretch of time, everybody's like, yeah, good job. Yeah. You made a movie. Mm-hmm. And then we go to Denny's and make fun of you. Yeah. You have to. They had a, they had a um, like, an after party thing did you go to that They're like yeah it was at like one of the new tap rooms here in town. Oh, okay because another thing i was discussing the other night here's another thing you might want to know about albuquerque if you ever think about visiting or moving here um people in albuquerque there's nothing available and they also don't know how to do anything but get fucking wasted yes like that's the only real activity that we have in albuquerque is like and i mean even last night it was it was like screening all these movies or whatever and then they had their little awards and all that stuff and then it was like let's go down to this tap room and get fucked up like that's everything ends in a bar getting fucked up mm-hmm. like no matter what you do that's the activity yes and they're like and so now there's all these like tap rooms popping up everywhere because that's the new thing this is like if you if you become a brewery you can open up a certain amount of tap rooms. Mm-hmm. And it's a different license than like the normal crazy expensive bar license. Bar, yeah, bar mm-hmm. license. And they're only serving beer, you know, whatever they brew. So there's this new one that opened up downtown. There's another one that's opening up uh, uh, in the Sims building where we shot our first feature. Oh, yeah. There's a tap room opening up in that building. Okay. And um, they opened up a tap room in Lindy's Diner. Which is like a diner that's been around since the dawn of time. It's just, you know, it's just an old, you know, like, greasy spoon. Mm -hmm. They now have a tap room inside there. So. Okay. How was the party, though? It's alright. Everybody just smelling each other's farts? Pretty much. Okay. I didn't miss anything. Yeah. I, um, I, I did watch two movies last night, though. You did? Yes. Okay. Okay. The first one was, uh, well, I'll tell you about, I'll tell you first one, was I watched True Story. Okay. With Jonah Hill and James Franco. You watched it at Sundance, yeah? Yeah. What did you think? I don't remember. I thought that it was a pretty good movie, Uh but I also felt that um, both of them were horribly miscast. Do you think it should have been the inverse? I think it should have been entirely different people. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. I think think they both did really, really really good jobs. Uh Uh-huh. But do you think the roles could have been better played by other people? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I like the movie. 
Uh, I, we didn't see enough Felicity Jones, mm-hmm. Jonah Hill's wife. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't believe that she would marry Jonah Hill. Right. In any way, shape, or form. Right. Um, there, I, I like Jonah Hill. Yeah, I do too. There's something remarkably unlikable about him. Yeah. He's very, very just like, Ugh. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he's, I think he's the definition of an acquired taste. Yeah. Where it's just like, I like you. You're driving me fucking insane. Yeah. Um, and then James Franco was half asleep throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Just kind of, you know, like, open your eyes, James Franco. Emote. A little bit, buddy. Well, because he's, <clears throat> he's in literally everything, he's got to try something different every time, I think. He's trying, every movie, is he's trying out a new acting style, I think. He, yeah, he's, he doesn't say no to much. He doesn't say no to anything. We could probably email him right now and put him in a movie. <laughs> you think he'd be like, where am I staying? Chris's couch, dope, I'm in. I want that experience, man. Let's do yeah. this. Yeah, Probably. Probably. Um, but for the most part, I did I did like the movie. Um, not having known anything about the story beforehand, that mm-hmm. it was based on, you know, I knew that it was a true story. But, like, not knowing anything about what was going on and then just seeing how... Spoiler alert. Three, two, one. Um, he did do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was just manipulating Jonah Hill the whole time to, like, establish character credibility and just, do all, like, just completely using him the whole time. Mm-hmm. And he was just an evil, evil guy. Yeah, um, I did like the movie, but I think I agree with you. I think they were miscast. If they were going to go with those two actors, I would have flipped it completely. Yeah, have James Franco be the reporter and Jonah Hill be the murderer. Mm-hmm. That I think I can buy more. But um, I, I, I think you have a good point. Different actors would have yeah. been better, even if it was if James Franco. Keep him, but uh, Jonah sure. Hill. It's hard. It's hard for me to believe Jonah Hill in anything outside of like a comedy. Yeah. Because even in, like, Wolf of Wall Street or something like that, it's still a comedy. Yeah. And the stuff he was doing <clears throat> was comedic. He was really good in Hardball, though. I never watched that movie. I watched it. Um, it's actually very entertaining. Um, the whole sabermetrics concept. Um, he he really knocked it out of the park in that one. Not okay. to belay the baseball analogy. Mm-hmm. Like a jackass. But, no, he was really good in that one. I, mm-hmm. I do like Jonah Hill. But, again, there's something, it's like there's something remarkably unlikable about him. Yeah. Um, and the other movie I watched was uh, Ex Machina. Okay, I haven't seen that yet. Okay. I've heard it's really good. <clears throat> you need to see that movie. Alright. It's it's about artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. And it's terrifying the whole way through. Okay. Oscar Isaac, who's in the new Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. And he's in the new X-Men movie. Yeah. In the shitty apocalypse makeup. Yeah. Which looks just awful. Yep. Awful, awful, awful. Um, he's in it. He okay. plays the creator of the AI. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's it's a really good story. I think you'd like it. Okay. It's very it's it's a character piece with robots. Right. Actually, and it was written and directed by Alex Garland, who did Dread. <clears throat> he wrote the Dread remake, which was great. Right. I still love that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wrote Twenty Eight Days Later. Right. And he wrote The Beach with uh, DiCaprio, which is a weird fucking movie. Yeah. But I never read the book. Yeah, me either. And I think I read somewhere that in the book. At some point, the inhabitants of the beach go cannibalistic. Yeah, I think something like that. And then uh, DiCaprio's character escapes, avoiding any of the cannibal shit. I wonder why they didn't keep that in. Yeah, it was probably too big budget, 90s. Leo DiCaprio, they don't want to see him fighting cannibals. Yeah. 
I want to see Leonardo DiCaprio. I saw the trailer for his... Oh, now, sure. For that movie, uh, The Revenant, with him and Tom Hardy. Yep. Damn, dude. Yeah, <laughs> that I'm looks like a that looks like a rough movie. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I got the new Entertainment Weekly. Mm-hmm. The reason I think of this is because of Tom Hardy. Okay. There's a great big article about Spectre, the new James Bond. Okay. And they list all of the potential candidates mm-hmm. to replace Daniel Craig. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's coming back. He has one more. Yeah. He's contractually obligated for him. I don't think he's coming back. You think he's going to get I think he'll... Because he's, he's contractually obligated to do a fifth one, mm-hmm. to do five Bond. Um, but he has the option to opt out of the fifth one. Because the other ones were such a huge success. I think they all com- co- collectively reached a certain dollar amount. Right. Especially because of Skyfall. Cause I think Skyfall made well over a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Then now he can just be like, yeah, I'm good. I did four James Bond movies. I'm, I'm all set. So the the candidates are Damian Lewis from Homeland, the red-headed guy. Which, okay. no. Um, oh, I, I know what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, no. 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 Not that he's red. Not that it's a redhead. It's just it, he's not right for the part. No. Henry Cavill. Okay. Superman. Okay. I can see it. Um, Tom Hardy. We've already discussed this at length. Like I know. Twice on this podcast. I, I know, I know. Emily Blunt, if they're going to go with a female James Bond. Okay. Which I could see at some point. All right. No, I don't think so. And then, of course, Idris Elba. Yep. And he's the number one choice. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, he is. <laughs> I support that. Mm-hmm. I would be I would be fine with either him, Tom Hardy, or Henry Cavill. I could be fine with any one of those three. I would prefer it be Idris Elba. Just again, we reiterated this enough. Yeah, yeah. We've belabored this point. We have indeed. Um, and on that, let's take a quick break. Okay. Prepare for a spine-tingling, nerve-shattering podcast featuring all your favorite monsters. You won't believe your ears when you listen to Monster Kid Radio. Hear your host, Derek M. Cook, and his ever-rotating stable of guests discuss your favorite classic and sometimes not-so-classic monster movies. Subscribe to Monster Kid Radio through iTunes or Stitcher, or visit monsterkidradio.net before the next weekly episode of Monster Kid Radio. Go through the archives for interviews with Sarah Karloff, Victoria Price, and Joel Hodgson. Listen to discussions about movies like Creature from the Black Lagoon, Island of Terror, and King Kong. And don't forget convention coverage from Monster Bash and the HP Lovecraft Film Festival. Classic Monsters, Modern Talk, and the head of Rondo Hatton, only on Monster Kid Radio. So we're back, part two of this week's Something Heavy cast, where we sp- we've spent a lot of time talking about Albuquerque. This, so if you're not from Albuquerque, sorry, but maybe you're learning something. But I did kind of want to go back to the thing you were talking about during the Star Wars trailer thing. Mm-hmm. 
and we were we we very quickly touched on you know this whole like, the thing where like trailers seem to be giving shit away too much. Yeah. And I've actually I run into that recently, and I and I feel kind of conflicted about it. Um, there's a movie I just found out about that I am so fucking excited for. Yeah. It actually literally comes out the very same day as Star Wars. And it's called He Never Died. Alright, I watched the trailer. Yeah. It stars Henry Rollins. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who, as you know, I love so much. Mm-hmm. Um, You've met Henry Rollins. I've met Henry Rollins a number of times. And, um... So I'm, I'm really, really excited about it. And the movie looks really good. Yeah, it does. But I think there, there's a giant spoiler in the trailer. Which is? So here's what could be considered a giant spoiler. Right? Warning. Um, the fact that he's Cain from the Bible. Is he Cain from the Bible? That's they what he says. They, do, uh, does he say that? Because I watched the trailer I don't remember him saying that he's Cain. Yeah, he says, the girl asks him how old he is. And he's he's like, like, oh, I'm in the Bible. He's like, I'm in the Bible, if that means anything. And he says, uh, they call me Cain. Oh, okay, I'll have to go back and watch I don't remember that part. Yeah. See, I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a big spoiler. Like, it could be. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that. I think that that would have been something that would have been really awesome to be revealed in the movie, mm-hmm. as opposed to in the trailer. But, like, on a movie on that scale, though, it almost seems necessary for the trailer. Because of how small it is. Because of how small it is, and it's like... Because if you take that part out, it's just sort of... It's like, okay, Henry Rollins starring in a noirish revenge movie. Yeah. But now you add in, it's like, oh, he's immortal. He's from the Bible. He's literally Cain. Like, that adds the hook that will get people to watch it. Um... Which something like Star Wars doesn't need. Like, they don't need to fucking reveal shit. They just gotta have the Millennium Falcon, and like, here's the portal. Yup. And then, like, every everybody's gonna see it. That's true. I, I, I agree with you there. I think that it's got such a huge following and a huge um, base that it doesn't need to... They don't need to reveal. They can hold it back as much as they want, or reveal as much as they want, and people will still go see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but having watched the trailer for that, I completely missed the part where he said they, that they call him Kane. Um... I, to me, it was the mystery that hooked me. Was that he was, you know, obviously immortal. Mm-hmm. Where he's impervious to, to, to damage. Like, he's getting shot with a shotgun and nothing happens to him. Um, this is all in the trailer, so it's not a spoiler. Yeah. And they reveal that he's, you know, very, very old. He was in the Bible and blah, 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 blah. But I didn't know the part that he was, see the part that he was Cain. And they even, you know, reference him being a cannibal. Or at least consuming blood. Right. Um, and that, to me, was like, okay, well, then... Who is he? Like, I want to know. That's why I want to say is I want that mystery solved. I want to know who he is. Right. Okay. Well, now I feel bad because I feel like maybe I spoiled that for you. If it's in the trailer, then you didn't spoil anything. I'll go back and watch it today. Mm-hmm. I was really impressed because I've always thought Henry Rollins was a really good actor. Mm-hmm. And I wish he did more. Because it was funny to see him in Johnny Mnemonic mm-hmm. with uh, the holy Keanu. Yep. All hail. Well, and he's always maintained that he's not an actor. Like, he's just always had this very, like, self-deprecating attitude about mm-hmm. it. But I think that, you know, maybe... In his old age, he's like, "Well, fuck it. People like me in stuff." We do because I, I I saw I, I didn't get a chance to look at it, but I think he starred in another independent film maybe last year or something. But I don't know anything about it. But I'm super glad that he's like doing this shit. Well, I think it's great that like he made a movie where he's like he's basically Henry Rollins. Yeah, 
he is in that movie. Mm. You know, it was funny to see because he was in Bad Boys too, yeah. and he's the leader of the strike team or mm. whatever, and he's in this full on police gear and all like, Rollins. I'll buy that for a second. Right. Um, Although he was fucking yoked in that movie. He's. I saw footage from one of his speaking, one of his spoken word things, mm-hmm. and it was like. It was it was footage because they filmed it. You know, he's released a couple DVDs of his spoken word, and actually, his spoken word stuff is really good. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a stand-up set, just mm-hmm. like a real long form, like five or six really long jokes with huge punchlines. Yeah, it, which is, which always struck me as odd because I'm like, he's just a natural. He reminds me of Kevin Smith in that way. He's just very, um, very erudite, and he can he's a very good vocabulary. And he's just you know, he could do that if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see a Henry Rollins TED talk. Yeah, I'm like you know, ah, fuck everything. Yeah. But um, there's one point where he was he was talking. He he got down on one knee. He was like, and uh, and like fucking every muscle in his body was just like, and he was swole, dude. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I would not want to fight Henry Rollins because he's, yeah. he's he's not that tall. No, he's he's um, he's like five seven, five eight. He's a good six inches shorter than me, and he's just all muscle. Yeah, yeah. But well, like, I guess that's all he does is he just he works out, he writes, and then he performs like this. Those are the three things he does in his life. There's one thing about Henry Rollins that absolutely disturbed me. And I, I, if I ever have the chance, I want to talk to him about it. I want to sit him down and be like, okay, walk me through this. He wears all black. Except for his white tube socks. Why? He's, a, he's actually changed that in the past few years. Has he? Yeah. Because I remember seeing, you know, some of his old concert footage, even some of his old music videos. He did like three of them, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Black tank, black shirt, which he clearly got in the boys' apartment because it's way too small. Okay, black pants, either you know like Dickies or you know jeans or whatever. Black shoes mm-hmm. and white socks. Yeah, and it bugged the hell out of me. Yeah, now he's he's added like it's it's almost always like dress pants now, like slacks. Yeah. Okay. And then like black socks, and then some kind of like nice dress shoe, and then just like a black t-shirt and a black t-shirt. Yeah. Because he's still really big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I was... yeah, and I, I think that because um, I've seen him, I've seen his spoken word. I think I think about seven or eight times, and I think there was one time where he where he was talked about that, mm-hmm. where it had a lot to do with um, what he's decided is this ridiculous notion of like trying to stay with his like punk rock roots mm-hmm. and stuff. You know, he talks about how like he um, he didn't sleep in a bed until he was like thirty five. Because he felt that, like, like succumbing to sleeping in a bed would, like, take his edge away. Well, that's yeah. your back isn't going to hurt as much. Yeah. Because he's, he's, I guess what it, what, it, what it was is that he, for most of his adult life, he carried around... There was a futon mattress that they had in the van when he was touring with Black Flag mm-hmm. that he kept all the way until his 30s. And he slept on that. He just It was a futon mattress that was, like, 20 or 30 years old. And he just threw it on the ground, and he just slept on that. And then, like a friend of his, like actually, like literally bought him a bed, and he did, he refused to sleep in it for years, like, year or something. Mm. People grow and people change, and I think that holding on to something like that, I'm like Henry, doesn't take away your edge. You're still a terrifying dude. Yeah, like I would I'm absolutely not. I mean, I wouldn't back down, but I would absolutely not want to tango with you in any way, shape, or form. Because it's going to suck real bad. Even mm-hmm. if I win, it's going to suck. Mm-hmm. He, But he's from that old school stuff where it's like, you know, 
we've talked about this before, but like I think if Joe Strummer were still alive and he saw the fact that, you know, should I stay or should I go is being used in hotel commercials. And not even good hotels. Like yeah. actually it's like motels, it's like the like you know, motel six and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like he'd be like, What the f- what? No, what happened? Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I read this story about how <coughs> um I don't know why, but every so often I go on those weird Wikipedia loops mm-hmm. where it's like, I'm going to read about, you know, I want to look up this particular video game. And it's like two hours later, I'm reading about Rock the Casbah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess one of the first bombs that was dropped on Iraq during the first Gulf War, the soldier had, us a soldier had painted Rock the Casbah on the side of it. And it was mm-hmm. one of those Moabs, one of those huge bombs. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the first bombs dropped into, into Iraq. And when Joe Strummer heard about that, he openly wept. Yeah, because he was like, "This is this is the the complete antithesis of what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. This is why Western culture is wrong yep. about so much." And I think that um, you know, if he were alive today, he'd probably have that same ethos and mentality that you know Henry Rollins has, where it's like, if you're using my songs to promote a motel, like that's you guys don't get it. You don't understand. Right. It was like when last in the last presidential election, Paul Ryan was using Rage Against the Machine's music. Yeah. And Rage Against the Machine was like, you're not allowed to use our music. You're exactly what we're singing about. You are the problem, yeah. Paul Ryan. And he was actually like, because that's one of his favorite bands. And he he thought of himself as on the same side as Rage Against the Machine and The Clash mm-hmm. and all those bands. Like, no, you're what they're singing against. Mm-hmm. You're the problem. And I guess that really hurt him. And he doesn't listen to the music anymore. And they could not be happier about it. Right. They're like, good. Well, yeah. We will reimburse you for your money. Give us the CDs. We do not like you. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. I think that's great. Yeah, but, but I mean, you know, <laughs> I think what would have been better is if he had actually taken a look at himself and what he stood for. And realized that he's <laughs> he wrong. Like, yeah, okay. That would have been that would have been the ideal situation, I think. I think it would have been great if Zach Roca or Tom Morello sat him down and been like, okay, this is why we're seeing... You are the problems listed you embody the problems listed in these songs doesn't that bother you doesn't that like what about you thinks it's okay to do that that's what i think should happen yeah but i think to a certain point sleeping in a bed is fine (laughs) you're not gonna lose your edge henry you're all right well yeah and he talked about it you know eventually he did he was like i'm being ridiculous yeah you can't tell him that though i'd agree with him about yeah henry fuck a bed (laughs) dude spartans didn't sleep in no bed just saying. Yeah. I feel you. Then I go crawl under my bed when he's retarded. In, yeah. And in like, my whoopee. Yeah. And, and I think there was, and there was something, and this was many years ago when I saw it, but he, he had something about his, his socks. Mm-hmm. And like for the longest time, he only had like one pair of socks. It was like every time you saw him with those white pair of socks, those were the same socks. And it was something about how he would wash them every night in the sink at the hotel and then eventually he just, like, bought more socks. <laughs> That's so stupid. Yeah. What? Buy more socks! I'm pretty sure he's a millionaire. Oh, definitely. But I think he's, like, it's, um... Like, he, he actually... His viewpoint on life, his aesthetic in life, reminds me a lot of, actually, Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves is worth, oh, well over $100 million. He just bought his first house a few years ago. Yeah. I think when you go through as much tragedy and as much hardship and strife as you do, as, as Keanu Reeves did, and what I can only assume 
Henry Rollins must have in his life. Mm-hmm. I remember reading some story about a friend of his getting murdered. Yeah, right and, in front of him. Right in front of him, and, and, and that profoundly changed his impact on life, as mm-hmm. his viewpoint on life. And you know, uh, I remember reading that. It was actually on Wikipedia because again, you just go on these weird jags. And you're just like, I'm going to read the biography of Henry Rollins, and you know, reading about that, and you know. You, you don't have the same type of viewpoint as somebody who grew up, went to elementary school, middle school, high school, with all the same people, went to college, met a girl, got married, you know, did like, they don't have that frame of reference. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So they, much like you, you didn't have a traditional upbringing. Right. I didn't have a traditional upbringing. Um, there are people who had it much better than us, people who had it much worse than us, but mm-hmm. every, all of our viewpoints are different. So the traditional norms don't necessarily seem rational to us. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, like, you know, you have to go to college. Well, no, I don't. No. I don't want to go to college. <laughs> Maybe I don't want to go. Maybe this seems like a complete waste of time. Maybe I don't want to get out of college with $45,000 worth of debt. Right. And barely afford the debt I have now. Why would I add to it? <laughs> right. It seems, and, you know, it seems ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But um, one of the things that I found out on Wikipedia was that, did you know that the lead singer of Ace of Base was a white supremacist? I did know that. I did not know that. And actually, I saw that from a Cracked article. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because it, it's funny, because when you think of Cracked, you think of it as, like, the low-rent Mad Magazine. Mm-hmm. You remember when we were kids and, like, Mad Magazine? Like, you'd get it every once in a while, and you'd be like, oh, I have this is great. This is, this is subversive. Like, I'm sticking it to the man. After you feel, oh, yeah, I broke your chair. Afterwards, you feel dirty about it. That was weird. He was just telling you to quit moving around so much. I guess so. Um, like, you feel weird after reading Mad Magazine, you know? Yeah. Like, eh. It's gross. Um, but Cracked nowadays has like actual, they write actual articles. And they're actually pretty good. Yeah. Like, you know, Sean Baby. I like Sean Baby. Mm-hmm. But one of the articles was about, you know, five hidden meanings in like really popular 1990 songs. And one of them was um, uh, from Ace of Base about uh, All She Wants Is Another Baby and how that's a song speaking out against um, minorities and, you know, um, poor people and immigrants and stuff like that from the perspective of a white nationalist. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the lead singer, I forget his name, right? I couldn't pronounce it even if I could remember it, something Swedish, yeah. um, was in his youth a neo-Nazi. Yeah. And he was in the white power movement uh, in terms of music. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, I was blown away by that. <laughs> to this day, he maintains that he regrets it mm-hmm. and that Ace of Base was, was apolitical, didn't have any kind of white supremacy attached to it. But if you look at the lyrics of some of their songs, I'm like, yeah, dude, you kind of did. In- intentionally or not, it's absolutely some white supremacy shit in there. Yeah. yeah. And then that leads you down the rabbit hole of, like, you know, Screwdriver and the British National Front. And after a while, you're like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go watch Gilmore Girls. Bye-bye. <laughs> it's kind of scary. Yeah, I think it was uh, um, some of the members of Mo- Motorhead, too. I thought wasn't Lemmy a Hitler Youth? I think so. Yeah. Was he a Hitler Youth or just a white? I think he was just a white supremacist. Just like a white, but neo Nazi. Yeah, neo Nazi. Is he still? No. Has he come out against it? I think so. Okay. That's always I always question that. Yeah, I could be wrong, but as far as I know, like, and there's nothing in any Motorhead music. That, Dude, all Motorhead music is about is getting drunk, doing drugs, and banging hot girls. Yeah. 
Let me figure out what was important in life. <laughs> he figured out what was best in life. Yeah. He's like Conan that way. Um, yeah, but it's just, it's shocking to me. Because, you know, I listened to Ace of Base in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Everybody I, did. I know their songs. Yeah. I did see the sign. It opened up my eyes and I saw the sign. But I didn't know that that sign was like, kill black people. Had I known that, I'd have been like, yeah, um, no, I don't, no, thank you. But in the reading of that, that's when I started reading about like Screwdriver. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's some scary stuff. Yeah. The whole white power music movement, it's terrifying. Yeah. In my opinion. Sure. Like, I'm not afraid of a white supremacist. Like, I'll fight a white supremacist, but. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, really, guys? Well, it was Screwdriver. It was just Ian Stewart. Like, the rest of the band didn't have... They didn't care. I remember reading that the bassist actively spoke out against, spoke out against it, and he was like, we don't share any of his political ideology. Yeah. In, in no way, shape, or form. Yeah, and they continued on after he died, um, making music that had nothing to do with... White supremacy? White supremacy. Hmm? There was another band. I think they replaced him with a black guy. That's like the ultimate middle finger. Yeah. What's his name again? Ian... Ian Stewart. Ian Stewart, okay. Because he died in a car accident. Mm-hmm. And then one of the other band members died of cancer. I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember seeing this documentary. I think it was that MTV True Life series. About this guy who was a diehard white supremacist. And um, he actually... I, I think it was in prison, much like American History X. Mm-hmm. He, he had a very big come-to-Jesus moment. Okay. And like he was in prison with black people. And like the black people didn't mess with him. Yeah. Like they didn't care. Yeah. You know, they always were like, hey, we're all in here. It's like, it's hell. We're he- we're in hell. It doesn't matter who's what. And he kind of had that, that change in his heart where he was like, I, I was wrong. Yeah. And he married an Asian woman, has like six half Asian kids. And he formed a band, a mm-hmm. uh, multiracial band, but he kept all of his white supremacy tattoos. Mm-hmm. And people asked him like, why, why did you keep those? And he's like, I want them on me as punishment. Right. So that people know what an asshole I used to be. Right. How wrong I was. This is these are my marks of shame. Yeah. And in a way I kind of respect that. In another way I'm like, yeah, but it's really hard to get a bank loan when you got a swastika on your neck. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> right. Just could just be me. Yeah. I don't know. Cause when you're a kid, I, I didn't know about any of that. <laughs> I didn't. I knew I knew that like I knew there were, you know, white supremacists, I knew that like mm-hmm. all that. And it's in Colorado. Not many people know this about Denver. And this was true when I lived there. There's a lot of white supremacists in Colorado. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of white supremacists in Denver. Mm-hmm. Like, there, you'll walk to school and there's dudes living in apartment complexes on the way to school hanging the Confederate flag outside of their, on their outside balcony. Because yeah. they want everyone to know where they, where they stand. Yeah. And as a kid, I was like, okay, whatever. But now, it's like, damn. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's where uh, they're called the Hammerskins. I don't know what that is. I don't know. It's, it's a faction of the neo-Nazi skinhead. Are they based out of? I think it started in Denver. Okay. Because um, I know the... Let's see. Isn't William Turner... No, he's dead. The guy who wrote the... No, I mean William Pierce. Yeah. Who wrote the Turner Writers. He's dead. Yeah. But like, there was a guy... Because in, in Florence, Colorado, that's where the Admax Supermax facility is. Mm-hmm. Where everybody's in solitary confinement. Mm-hmm. Like all the time, they mm-hmm. get one hour a day of like yard time or whatever. Right. Um, 
there's a guy in there, I forget his name, but he was the, one of the leaders of, like, the Christian identity movement, which is a white supremacist movement. Okay. And uh, he's in there for trying to kill a judge. He hired people to, like, murder her family and her, and they got her husband, but not her. <laughs> or vice versa, I forget what. But he's in there. Like, there's, a, like, a Eric Robert Rudolph, the um, the white supremacist. Well, guy, he was the guy blowing up abortion clinics mm-hmm. in the South, and it turns out that he did have white supremacist ties. Mm-hmm. He's in there. It's crazy. Colorado, you scary. Mm-hmm. Colorado, you scary. No, thank you. You'd be pretty scary. It's scary. Mm-hmm. I'm scared. Mm-hmm. Is you scared? A little bit. It's kind of a scar. <laughs> but we're far enough away. Durango's a nice town. Durango is from nice town. I was just there not too long ago. Yeah. I dug it. A lot to see. Yeah. A lot of shopping. It's, it. you know what it is? It's <laughs> the student ghetto. Not the student ghetto. It's it's um Nob Hill. Yeah. Town size. Yeah, pretty much. Oh my gosh, just dirty hippies, and everybody's like, "What? I can't pay for a sandwich with a song? No, no, you cannot. They want U.S. currency. It's bizarre. Yeah, it's a lot like that. Mm-hmm. And everybody's high. And I I wanted to go into a dispensary because I just wanted to see what it was like because you know weed is legal in Colorado. Yeah. It's decriminalized. Um, and I want to check it out, but I had my kids with me. I was like, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that guy. Like, stand out here. I'm gonna go get look at weed. <laughs> you still need a card to buy it, right? Um, I think you need to be a um, a citizen of that state. Oh, you have to have, like show like your driver's license. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm not <clears throat> I'm not 100 percent sure how it works. I just know that it's it's decriminalized up to a certain point. To a certain yeah. point. Like, because they don't want you like they don't want people going there and buying all kinds of weed and then taking it across state lines. Oh, yeah, that's a huge problem. Yeah. I just, I wonder, because the other day I saw this on the news, they found a, a sophisticated drug tunnel um, running from San, a San Diego carpet store mm-hmm. underground all the way across the border into, like, Mexico, and it was just full of weed. Like, they found, I think, I want to say they found, like, 20 tons of marijuana. Mm-hmm. And it, it occurs to me, I'm seeing, like, this is a problem that we don't need to have, guys. Just decriminalize it nationwide. Yep. Have it medically controlled and inspected, all of that stuff. That particular part of the drug war will go away in time. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, I no longer have to buy this from a drug dealer. I can go to Walgreens mm-hmm. and buy a pack of, uh, you know, Marlboro Greens, you know. Mm-hmm. And I may pay 40 bucks for a pack of 20 blunts, but hey, that's fine. I have a friend who lives in, uh, in Denver. Yeah. And um, he was telling me that, like, like, drug dealers still exist. Like, weed dealers. Uh-huh. Um, and the reason why is because the the stuff that they're getting um, legally is so good. Like, sometimes they're like, it's just, it's too, it's too much. You need like, to we need to get weed? some dirt weed because I don't need to be that high. <laughs> I'm like, that's a hilarious problem to have. I, like, um, our mayor... In Albuquerque, Richard Berry, he recently spoke out that he wouldn't violate federal law and decriminalize weed within the city of Albuquerque because as long as, as long as it's a federal crime, he's going to leave it as is. And our governor Susana Martinez, sucks so much. Um, she's not. She's already said that she, under no circumstances, will decriminalize marijuana in the state of New Mexico, which is why she won't become governor next election. No, she will not. Oh no, she's getting bounced. Now, now, now that. Um... Now that New Mexicans have seen it happen elsewhere, uh-huh. like 
we're going to make it happen here. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I I think the next governor we get will be like, hey, everybody, I'm going to decriminalize weed. That guy. Mm-hmm. I, can I vote for him now? Yeah. It'll be that. Um, I, I think we'll be one of the next states to decriminalize it. I it, it's, it's shocking to me that we're allowed to go buy alcohol. Mm-hmm. As much alcohol as we can carry. Mm-hmm. And drink it all in one shot. Yeah. It's fine. Then I can get in my car and I can go drive and pile to a school bus full of kids. Well, that part's not legal. Hold on. <laughs> that's, that's where I always get frustrated with people because they're like, well, you're not allowed to do that. No, I am allowed to do that. I can go do that. I can go do that right now. I can. I'm not supposed to. That's right. the difference. Right. Okay? Is that I'm not supposed to get drunk and then drive drunk and kill a bunch of people. Right. I absolutely can. I 100% can. Well, I mean, the same could be said for weed. Like, I could, I could, I could go outside and, like, right now, I could just walk outside and I could probably find someone selling weed. Sure. I'm not supposed yeah. to. But you absolutely can. I totally can. Yeah. But see, that that's my point, is that what's the... And I'm sorry, but, like, we've shown conclusively that if you drink enough alcohol, you can cause cirrhosis of the liver. Mm-hmm. You can get alcohol poisoning. You can kill yourself in one day from alcohol. Yeah. You can smoke yourself retarded with weed mm-hmm. and be fine the next day. Yeah. You'll be fine. You're starving, and you've never been that thirsty in your life. You're fine. Yeah. Weed cannot kill you. I'm sure over if you if you overindulge every day for 30 years, like anything, it will mess you up. If you eat a whole bag of Cheetos every day for 30 years, you're going to have a lot of problems. Yeah. You can have water intoxication. You can die from too much water. Yeah. But they they've not yet proven that marijuana contributes to anything even remotely as bad as alcohol or cigarettes. Yeah, that's true. They haven't. Yeah. So the fact that it's still illegal in this country on a federal level. But I can go buy guns and alcohol and cigarettes in one sh- in one trip. Yeah, that's bananas to me. <laughs> it should be legalized. I agree. It's true. And I'm not a stoner by any stretch of the imagination. Me either. I haven't I haven't gotten high in years, years and years and years. It's been weeks for me. <laughs> you know, I've days, three of the longest. It's definitely it's definitely been weeks. Yeah. I, th- I would I would eventually say a couple of a couple of few months, a couple of few months, yeah. one two months, one to three months. Yeah. I would gather somewhere okay. around in there. <laughs> I you know what I obviously you can't decriminalize all drugs, you can't let people smoke crack, right? You can't because it's such a destructive influence that they lose all control. Yeah, and they're like, I will straight up murder a baby for my next rock. Yeah, and people will do it. However, weed. Yeah. I was, no one's ever gotten. No one's ever gotten high, and gone on a four state killing spree. It's never happened. It's true. And people are like, marijuana is the demon weed. It's gonna make you black jazz music, and you're gonna defile white girls. Okay. Can live with that. I don't think anything could make me um, like jazz, jazz music. music. You don't like jazz. Defiling white girls is, is part of it. I mean, that's this just is daily. Yeah. This is how I roll. You don't like any jazz music? Miles Davis? I mean, I'd say I don't like freak out if it's on. No, of course not. But, like, I'm not... I'm not trying to listen to jazz. You're not actively... Like any, at any point. Actively searching for good jazz records? No. Okay. I can understand that. Not, nor am I. I'm simply saying I, I, I do enjoy the occasional 
jazz uh, number every once in a while. I just don't like... It's fine if it's on. There's only two types of music that I hate, that I loathe. Okay. Okay, that's country pop and uh, reggae. I can't fucking stand reggae music. I can't either. And I am the biggest fan of ska of the people that I know. I love ska music. But there's but a... I hate reggae. No, there's a huge demarcation line between reggae and ska. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, I What I don't like is when I see a white kid... And you can call me an asshole for saying this. I don't care because I'm right. When I see a white 19-year-old with dreadlocks and, like, a Bob Marley t-shirt walking into, like, anywhere. Yeah. And, like, just, like... And he's humming, like, a 311 song. Well, 311 Uh, is the greatest band of all time, but, um... What? No. Better than the Beatles. Um... This might be the last episode of something <laughs> heavy cast. <laughs> I like 311 from back in the day, but oh, even, yeah, they're the worst band ever created. They are not worse than Nickelback. Worse. They are not worse than Nickelback. Worse than Nickelback. How can you possibly say that? What's so bad about 311? This is their white boy reggae, and that is like the worst thing ever. Mm, I don't know, man. The self-titled the Blue Album, that's the to this day that holds up. That's a good record. Ugh. Like, 311, like, makes me want to shit. Like, it gives me that, it gives me, like, indigestion. I'm like, oh, oh, I need to take a shit. This music's so bad. Okay. You're wrong. That's fine. It's the worst. Um, the, I, I, okay. I don't like New Country. It's the worst. It's also the worst. It's also the same music. It's the same song yeah. across the board. Yeah. New Country sucks. Um, I, I, I can't. It's not that I don't like it, but when I hear, like, gospel, not gospel, but, like, pop or rock religious music, I giggle. Mm. And then when you see those, those, because, you know, sometimes you're up really late or really early, and you see those ads for, like, it's a compilation CD of, like, that's what I call worship volume, blah, 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 blah. And um, there's other people in there, they're all singing, they got their arms up. I'm like, what are you doing? Can you, can you see your, what are you doing? Put your hands down. Everybody's looking at you. Mm-hmm. Put your hands on. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I understand that they're worshiping and they're praising and all that stuff. It's goofy. It makes me laugh. I'm sorry. It does. Mm-hmm. It's silly. Yeah. Now, that's not to say that there's not some individual songs that I don't like. Like There's a couple of DC, DC talk songs that I enjoy. They're yeah. all right. The rest of it is goofy. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but I was like, stop. <laughs> Look at that guy. Look at him. <laughs> Put your glasses back on. It's silly. Yeah. And uh, I like old country. Yeah, old country you is know? great. George Strait, mm-hmm. Garth Brooks, mm-hmm. Johnny Cash, of course, Merle Haggard, yeah, um, Waylon Jennings. Mm-hmm. Man, that opening strain to the Dukes of Hazzard theme song—that's some good stuff. You knew some good times were about to go down. Yep, totally it's good shit. But then you have to drive your family the car home, and you're like, oh. I would say that you know, like. In the same way that I feel that, um, like, as far as hip, like, rap and hip-hop goes, there's, like, you can, you can see where it, it sort of died. <laughs> like, the, and the, that last moment was, um, was a good day. Um, you know, Ice Cube. Yeah. Like, and, and from that point forward, that's when, like, Master P came in, and then things just went to shit. Yeah. 
and I feel the same way with country, and, and I would say that it was uh, Garth Brooks and Thunder Rolls. Like, that was like the last of good country. Yeah. And then, you know, I think heralded like the end of country music hmm. when I used to be with Toby Keith. Yeah. Because, like, you know, even like I Got Friends in Low Places. Yeah. Garth Brooks, that's a good song. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great song. That's what I'm saying. Like, the. Because the uh, Friends of Low Paces came out, and then Thunder Rolls came out, and then, like, that was the end. Yeah. That was when, if you were a country fan, your life ended there. <laughs> you know, I gotta go do, find something else? There's a, yeah, because there was, because the next thing you had was, um, that fucking Chattahoochee song, and then, like, the world went to shit. <laughs> I don't know, Alan Jackson used to be good, and then, yeah. He used to be. And he put then... out that way down yonder on the Chattahoochee. Yeah. Where, and then the next line of there, he says, it gets hotter than a hoochie coochie. Does he not know what coochie means? No, I think, yeah, Absolutely. Do you, oh, do you think he was like, yeah, no, dude, it's as hot as a vagina out here. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's steamy like a whore's vagina, is what he's saying. As a, as a hoochie's coochie? Yeah. That's what he, hey, I'm not saying it, I'm just saying, that's what he was that's saying. That's what Alan Jackson was saying. Yeah. <laughs> and I just want, I want the camera to cut to him, he's like, yeah, that's what I meant. Like, cool, alright. Yeah. yeah, no, because now you have, like, they have weird country music bands now. It's like, like... Uh, Florida Georgia line okay well you mean the state border really and then um, there's this girl and she's with two dudes and it's like the Eiffel Tower and stuff I guess on stage or whatever mm-hmm. but like what is their name um, they had a really popular song I cannot remember the name of do I ever cross your mind or something like that what is it I'll look it up for the next podcast. I'm like, look, this is the shit that's out there in country music right now. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. And then, on the other side of it, I like pop music. Okay. You know? I, I grew up listening to pop music. All that stuff. You've got, like, Nickelback. They're still making music. They're still around. Mm-hmm. you got bands like Evanescence. They suck. Mm-hmm. They've always sucked. Mm-hmm. What happened? There's like no good music out there right now. There is, it's just, but I think that's the way it's always always has been. You just have to look for it. Like what? What's good right now? Like it's come out recently. Yeah. Well, shit! Now you put me on the spot. See, that's what I'm saying. Someone's screaming. There's not a lot out there. On the way down here, I heard a song about. Uh, I heard a song from Nicki Minaj, where I'm just like, seriously. This is allowed to happen. Like, we're okay with it. All right, fine. Um, some stupid song about uh, If I Got Locked Away. It's it, the guy from Room 5, Adam Levine, where he's like, he says, if I got locked away and we lost it all, to get, all today, would you still love me the same? No, she would not. You got sent to prison. You lost all of her money, and now she's on welfare. She should hate you by rights. But then this other guy comes on, and he's singing reggae for no reason. Why? What is this? It's just noise. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Oh, yeah. But same can be said for movies and TV. Although, tomorrow night, I know you're what you're excited for because I'm excited for it too. And you need to talk about it, but that's fine. Tomorrow night? Tomorrow night. 26th. Yep. I don't even know. I'll give you a hint. Her name is Supergirl. Hasn't that show been on for like forever? No, it starts tomorrow. I could have sworn I watched the pilot for that like 
months ago. You may have. I haven't watched it. They released like 10 minutes of it. No, oh, I for sure saw the whole thing. Oh. Well, I haven't seen any of it. So I'm, I'm setting my devour to record it tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, I don't... You don't, you don't care. No. You're so burned out on superheroes. I'm so burned out on superheroes. Never thought that. Well, see, that's... To like, be... Walking Dead's tonight. Yes, it is. Walking Dead's tonight. Doctor Who was last night, which I have not watched. But aside from last night's episode, yesterday's episode, are you caught up? No. Oh, wait. Um, I haven't watched last week's either. So I haven't watched The Girl Who Died or The Woman Who Lived. Hmm. Why? Is every episode going to be a two-parter this season? Seems like. What's up with that? Well, I don't know. But I would, even though it has, it's like, it's, it's kind of a two-parter. Like, the the last two episodes. Weren't to be continued? They they were. See, that's what I'm talking about. But they were still like their own contained that's, stories. That's great, but it's, I'm just, I don't understand why they're doing everything a two-parter this season. I don't, it's almost like they're doing, like, six hour, uh, two-hour episodes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. I can live with that. Yeah, I don't know. I so good, so good though. Haven't watched them yet. Don't tell me. You need to watch them. I was busy by the next podcast. Oh, I'm the, I'll I'll probably watch them tomorrow night. That's because the, because the important thing, the thing I want to talk to you, the thing I want to discuss with you about is, you know, kind of how the Doctor is this season, and then his relationship with Clara, and like what's happening there. Okay. This is I need to discuss this with someone. Is it sad or is it good? It's both. Because we know it's coming to an end? Yeah. I wish they wouldn't do that. The BBC. I wish they wouldn't announce that the, the companion is leaving. Yeah. Until we actually see it happen. Yeah. And then, like, that day, you know, or later that night, they come out like, yes, Jenna Coleman is leaving. This was her final episode. She'll have a brief appearance in the Christmas special. And that's it. Right. I would prefer that because now now we can't like really fully enjoy his stuff with Clara because she's leaving. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I, the way they're doing it, it's like they're it's forcing you to. To deal with it? Like you can't, you can't, you, you can't like not deal with it. You know what's funny? What? Is that even, uh, I saw, like even Vanity Fair, like all like the highbrow, highbrow, highfalutin stuff. They're like, yeah, dude, Doctor Who's are really good this season. <laughs> we don't know what happened. It's really fucking great. I think it's I think it's cool that we're living in a time now because you know for the last few years it's all been about geek culture. The geeks have taken over and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But it's like, no, guys, like when you watch The Big Bang Theory, they're not geeks. No, they like geek stuff, but they're not geeks. They're they're nerds and stuff. You know what I mean? Well, like The Big Bang Theory, you have to remember that it's like the characters are written by people who hate geeks clearly yeah like it's written by the people that like made fun of geeks and... in high school yeah yeah um it, it really bugs me though that like there's one episode where sheldon gets up at really early on saturday morning to watch the live broadcast from the uk of doctor who okay so he can't be spoiled throughout the rest of the day and uh like, they, they kind of give him shit for a few minutes, and then one of the characters is like, boy, Doctor Who sure does like contemporary London. Okay, and? Don't fucking watch it then, stupid. Right. Like, it's not for you. Clearly, the show is not for you. Yeah. Just like the Big Bang Theory is not for, I think, legitimate geeks and people who appreciate nerd, nerd culture. Yeah. Because I see stuff like that, and I'm like, just because he's wearing a shirt with the Flash logo on it doesn't mean he knows anything about the Flash. 
Yeah. Nor would I suspect the writers if Wikipedia didn't exist. They're not going to go out and buy a Flash encyclopedia and read all about it. Like, I, without Wikipedia, none of them could tell me who Jay Garrick is. Right. Or Wally West, or who the Kid Flash is, or anything like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just, just bugs me. Yeah. I hate fake geek culture. Mm-hmm. But it's really nice to see that they're starting to appreciate legitimate aspects of geek cultures. Doctor Who is an institution, not just in England, but also in the U.S. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's one of those shows that has had fans for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And now they're starting to catch them. Like, yeah, it's a great show. It is. Yep. Always have been. And it's super great this season. It's so good. So good. I'm glad they went with Capaldi. Me too. And at first, I had trouble understanding him. Oh, really? I did. I was like, I was like his, his accent is killing me. And now I'm like, yeah, dude, Scottish it up. More. Yeah. More accent. He just talks very, he speaks very fast. Mm-mm. Um, I will say this though, on the, before the flood or at, yeah, before the flood, um, the alien warlord, when he's talking to him, when the doctor's talking to him in the basement of the church, mm-hmm. yeah. when he finally comes out of the shadow, he was fucking scary. Yeah. I was like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like this guy. So like he None. just came straight out of Silent Hill, you guys. Exactly. And yeah. there's no one else in that town. Yeah. I expect to have heard, expected to hear like a giant siren go off. Like in the start of snap, we have to go. No, 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 no. We have to go. If you see a little black shadow child, run. <laughs> we are all gonna die. Yep. Um, I will watch them before the next podcast for sure. For sure. Yeah. See, I wish you were watching Arrow. I can, you know, you could catch up. I could. You're not gonna. It's just you know superheroes. Superheroes. And there's another superhero show coming out. What? So you're going to have right now. Oh, and that's that's right. Titans is supposed to come out too. So you're going to have five superhero shows on the air. So there's going to be five superhero shows that I'm going to be ignoring. Yes. That I will be watching wholeheartedly. That's a dweeb. So what are they? So what are they? Okay, so you have Arrow, okay. which is the original. He's like the OG. Because they're, they're in their fourth year. Right. I have, they're only going to go two more years and they're done. Right. So it's not for everybody. The Flash. Right. Legends of Tomorrow. Okay. Which is like Rip Hunter. Actually, Arthur Darville from Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. He's going to be in it. And like Brandon Routh and Katie Lotz and all those guys. Um, you have Hawkman as well. Um, okay. Supergirl. Okay. And then Titans. Which is the the Teen Titans grown up. And you're going to have Nightwing. And there's going to be all kinds of references to Batman. And I kind of feel like you're missing something. How? That's five the five superhero shows well there's agents of shield right and um agent carter but i don't consider those superhero shows although now agents of shield could be a superhero show because of uh sky who has been revealed to be daisy johnson she's quake she's a an inhuman right that's it do you consider gotham as a superhero show no what about that other one that's coming out the jessica jones i'm talking about like network tv Oh, okay. I'm not talking about Netflix. I consider Netflix a different thing. Okay. Although I will say this with Arrow, it's so hard to watch their fight scenes now after Daredevil. Because the fight scenes of Daredevil are sick. Yeah. They're really well choreographed. Yeah, and then there's, that's another one. <sighs> Daredevil's coming back soon. You know what I'm excited for? The Evil Dead show. You are excited for Evil Dead, and I'm excited for it too. So. But I like that all this, that Sam Raimi has, like, all the stuff that came before happened. Army of Darkness happened, Evil Dead 2 happened, and the original happened. It's all there. Yeah. I dig that. It's mm-hmm. going to be good. Yeah, I think so. 
I like that they went with a cable network and not just like AMC, but like a full-on pay channel. Yeah. So that they could have as much sex and violence as they want. Yeah. Although Sam Raimi's never been big on the sex, mostly just the violence. Yeah, well... Hmm. Huh. I, well, I mean, if you consider it like... Because in the first Evil Dead, there is the... The tree rape? The, the ever-controversial tree rape. Um, and then the kind of almost tree rape that happens in the second one. But you know what's funny is that in, in the tree rape scene, there's no, no actual nudity. There's a time though, Tad. Of boobs or butt? Yeah, boobs. Yeah, but it's 1980s boobs. It's not good boobs. You see some, you, you see some nip. Meh. 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 Um. There's nothing, there's nothing arousing about Oh, it. no, no, no. The delay. <laughs> it's like we said, like, I watched it like this. I'm like, if I see it like this, it's okay. Yeah. There's a... Well, because see, and here's another thing is that in... I think it's I think it's changed over the years, but there used to be I would say in like the seventies and eighties this like whenever rape was portrayed like there was always this this element of that like the woman almost enjoys it, yeah, like there was even that in in Evil Dead. She's literally getting raped by a tree, and it's like, it almost seems like she enjoys it. Okay. Which is like, Yeah. You think of like, um, uh, like Straw Dogs. Yeah. Like in that one, too. It's like, she gets raped, and it's like, halfway through it, it's like, she she seems really into this. Yeah. Which, is really creeping me out. Yeah. But I think that was, in, in Straw Dogs, I think that was kind of done intentionally. Because yeah, she knew all those guys. Yeah. From growing up there. Right. And that, to me, I remember when I first watched Straw Dogs, I must have been, I was in high school. 16 or 17, maybe. And I thought we were going to find out that she was in on it the whole time. Yeah. I kept waiting for that reveal where it was like, she was a part of this from the beginning. And she's just as fucked up as all these people. Right. And she did it just to screw with him. Yeah, I, I thought that too, especially after... Yeah, the yeah I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But, like, then it, there was a weird shit, and I think it was, like, back in 2000 when Irreversible came out, which yeah. is a, this French thriller, and it's, like, told a lot like Memento is told in reverse. Yeah. Um, and there's just a horrific rape scene. It is, to this day, it's, like... It's, like... I don't want to fucking watch that movie. 11 straight minutes, isn't it? Something like that. It's, like, a, yeah, an 11-minute unbroken cut, and it's Monica Bellucci, who is one of the most beautiful women on the planet. And her, it's just, and it's, it's just really, one of those detestable scenes. It's really hard to watch. It yeah. is brutal to get through. And I, like I said, I'll, I've seen it, I think, twice. I remember the same time, I was like, why am I watching this again? Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it was one of those first movies where it was like, this is how detestable this actually is. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It was really hard to watch. Although, the original Last House on the Left, mm-hmm. when Krug and all those guys get a hold of, of the girls, mm-hmm. that rape scene is hard to watch. Yeah, I suppose. Same thing. You know what? Wes Craven had a lot of rape in his movies. Mm-hmm. There's rape in The Hills Have Eyes. Mm-hmm. There's rape in that. There's kind of rape in I think one of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Yeah, I think so. Have we talked about this about Nightmare on Elm Street too? Mm-hmm. About the gay subtext? No. Okay, I didn't get that at all when I was a kid. 
when I saw it, I did not know that that was like a, there was a lot of gay subtext in that movie. I didn't get it. I didn't know that either. Because have you read the articles about it? I've heard something about it, but I don't remember the movie well enough. Well, basically, the kid is having all these dreams about Freddy Krueger, and it looks like to the audience he's becoming Freddy Krueger. Like Freddy Krueger's coming right. and taking over him. Yeah. And I guess it was an allegory about being gay as a teenager and having to deal with this being inside you and like taking over your life. I didn't get that. Get and and it was funny because like I read the articles and I read the Wikipedia page and there's actually a really cool documentary that they're trying to get funded through Kickstarter. I think they met their goal. But um and the the lead actor in the movie who's gay in real life uh wrote a um a book called Scream, Comma Queen. Okay. Which I thought was a very clever title. Um and talking about his experience with the movie, he's like, Yeah, like we we consciously made that movie about being a homosexual teenager in the 80s especially and then having to deal with that because there's one scene in particular where the main character has like another episode with Freddy Krueger and not going to he doesn't go to his girlfriend's house he doesn't go to his parents house he goes to his best friend's house because mm-hmm. he's clearly in love with his best friend okay um and uh he's you know spends the night at his friend's house and his friend's like I'll watch over you I'll protect you I'll make sure we're okay and you know it's just it's one of those scenes where it was like this is kind of like a gay teenager's fantasy where like he could confess this to his friend and his friend would understand and take care of him. Hmm. And I was like, I didn't get any of that. I just thought it was a really lame sequel to Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. Although the ending is kind of cool. Where like Freddy Krueger shows up on the bus and drives the kids all out in the desert to go kill him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I didn't get any of that. Well, you know, and I think there was a lot of that though back in the 80s that like just flew over our heads. Just like we've talked about like He-Man like the cartoon for He-Man. Yeah. Which, like, looking at it now, in, like, with a jaded brain. You just see dicks everywhere? I was just like, this is the gayest. Like, this is... And there's nothing wrong with it. No, not at all. You know? And I think that that's, um... You know, that's that's proof of that thing that everybody knows in their hearts that it's, like, you can't make someone gay. Like, it's not a choice. Of course not. Or anything like that. Because it was, like, we all grew up on some, you know, pretty... And I'm not even going to say gay. I was just... Uh, some some feminine kind of things. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, my stepdad being like, you don't watch that, you're going to turn funny. Whatever. <laughs> but it was like, no... That's not... That's not how, how it works. works. No. Yeah. I mean, like, I watched Kids in the Hall. I've never had a desire to dress up in a... To put on a dress and go to work in my office and, like, bitch about things. Although I have wanted to dress up like a chicken lady. Right. Yeah. And everybody... Halloween's. <laughs> yeah, everyone goes, I squeeze your head. Yeah, everybody. Everyone does that. And, and did you ever... Did, okay, this is kind of off topic. Did you ever watch The Nanny? With Fran Drescher? With Fran Drescher. Um, yes, I did. My mom loved that show when I was growing up, and it was a goddamn nightmare every Monday night. <laughs> well, okay, do you remember the teenage daughter? <coughs> yes, I do. do. Did you ever notice that she looks exactly like... Um, Please don't ruin this for me. I'm going to ruin it for you. Okay. Um... What was the actor's name? Kids in the Hall. Mark McKinney? Scott yes. Thompson? Mark McKinney. Mark McKinney in drag. I don't see it. You need to look again. I'll go back and look, but I don't want to see it. Um, <laughs> I don't want you to ruin that for me. Because I think back then, that was it was on at the time when CBS was like a cultural wasteland. Mm-hmm. Like, there was, like, it was that and Walker, Texas Ranger. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just bullshit like that. Yeah. She was a, a ray of sunshine. 
on an otherwise bleak Monday night when I was watching when I wanted to be watching wrestling. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, then, then don't ruin it for yourself. I shan't. Okay. Have you been um, watching? Uh, have you been catching up with The Walking Dead? Yeah, I'm completely caught up. How are you feeling about? It? I'm loving it so far. Um, I love. Did you watch last week's episode? I did. Okay. So again, if you haven't watched it, although you should have by now, you're ridiculous. Spoilers. Okay. Um, hey, it's your inaugural cigarette on the podcast. Yeah. Um, I have watched The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I again, if you haven't watched it, spoilers. Um, I like that they've introduced the wolves. I hope they don't adhere as strictly to the comics when dealing with the wolves and with Negan. But last week's episode was brutal. Yeah, it was. It was hard to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I fucking love Carol. I absolutely love Carol too. Yeah. I when 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 she pulled off the mask mm-hmm. and it was her, dressed up like one of them, mm-hmm. running around killing everybody, and then she gets that dude's blood. And she's all, "Here's what we got to do." I was like, "Yeah, dude, Carol's my dog. Mm-hmm. Go, she Carol." And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put out a statement, and I don't care what anybody feels, however anybody feels about it. But Carol is the hottest old lady on TV right now. Oh, for sure. Like, I would absolutely take a run at Carol. Yeah. Yeah. I would stand in that line. For sure. Yeah. She's a good egg. Yeah. Um, I just remember watching it, and, um, you know, she's she's making her casserole. She puts it in the oven. She sets the timer and is looking at the baby or whatever. And then she sees her neighbor across the street smoking a cigarette. And all of a sudden, this dude comes out of nowhere and just fucking just, bam, knocks her down. And then takes an axe to her head. Yeah. I was like... Oh, okay. We're doing that this week. All right, it's on. It's this on now. Week. We're jumping off. Um, it. I felt validated being a Rick supporter. Yeah. That. Um, he's been proven correct mm-hmm. about Alexandria. That they're not prepared. Yeah. They have no idea what it's really like out there. Yeah. They've been in their safe little cocoon for like the last. I think it's been like two years yeah. since Rick woke up. Yeah. I think that's been the time something frame of the show. Yeah. Something like that. Two, three years. Um. And I just, I love the fact that he's like, yeah, this is what it's like out there. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the real goddamn world. Yep. You know, and then that huge zombie horde they were trying to lead away. That was terrifying. Yeah. It's been, so far it's been it's really been good. good. Um, well, and then also the fact that they, um, the, 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 the mom that he's all about, that, and he killed her husband. Yeah. Like, she's starting to come around. Oh, yeah. She's like... Rick's right. Yeah, no, but he's my friend. The fact that she stabbed a chick to death and in in, with scissors to the chest, I was like, "Right on, lady. You are completely on the trolley." Her idiot kid needs to go. Yeah, he will. Rick's dangerous. Oh, but when your dad was beating me up, that was fine. Little bag of shit. Yeah, beating me up, beating you up. That was okay. Yeah. Now that Rick put a bullet in him, Rick's the best. I missed my neck. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Little Fruit Loop. <clears throat> um. Although, it, okay. See, the only problem was, the scene, and I think, and, and this is where it d- differed from the comics, is that, like, Rick was acting like a crazy person. He was. He needs to stop doing that, and I think people will fall in line a little easier if he doesn't act like a crazy person. <laughs> well, I have a friend at work who has the same sentiment as you. She's like, you know, Rick's on my last damn nerve. Like, if it was, I'd kick his ass out, make him go up be off on his own. No, I was, I'm not. I'm not there. Like she's yeah, she's done with him. She's at it because he's just like I think for a lot of people when Rick blew that dude's head off in the season finale last year, it was like 
Oh my god, he's 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 gone. Really? I think for a lot of people they were like Do you remember like how how hard he fought to keep Shane around and like you know yeah. to save Herschel and to do the right thing all the time and now he's just I think Terminus broke him. Well, yeah. But I'm still team Rick. I'm I'm team Rick all the way. Yeah. I don't want to see him and Daryl ever come into conflict. Yeah, that would be bad. That would be really I don't bad. think I don't think that'll happen. I hope not cuz it's funny cuz in real life they're like brothers. They love each other mm-hmm. like hard. Um but I don't ever want to see them fight cuz I don't know what side I'm on. I'm like that's it. I'm following Glenn. They're all they're all love actually in real life. They are. They're all they all love actually. They're um they're boomback saints in real life. Nice. Yeah. I don't think it'll happen because people because I, you can't get get rid of Rick. You can't. Because he is he is the lead of the show. Yes. Well, I have a feeling he will die in the last season. Before the end. Well, fair enough. But they wouldn't do, like, full seasons without Rick. Mm, I don't think they could. They cannot do anything to Daryl. Because he's so popular. People will stop watching the show. If they killed Daryl, I guarantee you people would boycott the show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Until they figured out a way to bring him back. And they, they would have to. Until somebody invented time travel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I have a feeling that it's going to happen this season. Because it does happen in the comics. I'm not going to say how or why, but revealing that it happens in the comics is not that much of a spoiler. Because that was one of the big things that happened recently. Um, I do think Glenn is going to die. Yeah. Um, Ryder, I think they're going to give us like a really happy episode with Maggie. And then I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's going to be the... Yeah. When, when you when when you have the Glenn and Maggie episode, and it's, Where it's all like awesome. like great and like Maggie might yeah. maybe they're pregnant. And they're like, yeah, it's great. I'm so happy. Bye, Glenn. That's yeah. That's when you know he's gone. We had a good run, buddy. Yeah. Um, but that's what. But I'm not worried about that because the way Glenn dies in the comics is particularly brutal. Yeah. Um, I'm not worried about it because they have not adhered to the comics in terms of character deaths in any way. No. Well, because, and I'll reveal this to you all. Um, this isn't spoilers by any stretch of the imagination. In the comics, uh, Rick has lost his right hand. The governor cut it off. Mm-hmm. Okay. He decapitated Tyrese, right. which in the show, we saw Tyrese get bitten to death in that really sad episode. Yeah. Um, Andrea is still alive. Mm-hmm. And actually, she's currently Rick's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Judith is dead. She and was because, well, and then because with Andrea, because she was. Uh... She was with Tyrese. Oh no, that was Carol in the comics. That was Carol. Andrea was with uh, Flavi. What's his name? That died. The the guy who was the older guy with the floppy hat, the beard. Oh, Dale. Dale. Yeah, Yeah, because she was with Dale first in the comics. Yeah. Yes. Um. Yeah. So uh, Judith, the baby, is dead. Mm -hmm. She's killed with Lori. Um. She's actually shot in the head. Mm Hmm. Uh, Glenn is dead by this point in the comics. He's not dead in the show yet, um, or at all. Um, Daryl Dixon doesn't exist in the comics. Right. He and Merle do not exist at all. They're created completely for the show. Um, so The Walking Dead isn't adhering to the comics, which makes which gives me hope that they're going to do something. They're going to like be like, oh shit, Glenn's going to die. Glenn's going to die, and then Glenn doesn't die. Yeah, that's what I hope. I hope so too. I like Glenn. I and I really like Steven Yeun, the actor that plays him. Mm-hmm. I want him around for a while. Yeah. I, 
They need to they need to stop being so unpredict or being so predictable with this stuff though. Because it was like in this in the first episode this season, the second I saw Ethan Embry, mm-hmm. I was like, he's dead by the end of this episode. See, I didn't think so. I thought he was going to be around for a while, but when that right when I there was a moment in the show, I was like, oh wait, they already showed all that because they 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 had showed clips of him throughout the the run up to the season premiere of him being like a major antagonist for Rick in Alexandria, but every clip they showed was in the first episode, and I was like, oh wait. Uh, he might die. <laughs> and then, sure enough, I didn't want him to die. I didn't want him to either. By, and, the, you know, by the end of it, I was like, all right, I'm cool with him. Um, Andrew Lincoln actually came out and said that he wished they had kept the character around. Yeah. Which I think is really cool for an actor to say about another actor. He's like, I really liked working with him. I thought he was a lot of fun, and it would have been cool to see what we could have done together. Yeah. But his death was, um, necessary. Yeah. When Rick stabbed him in the back of the head. And Morgan had a real problem with it. You could tell internally he was like messed. He was messed up about it. It was like, well, he was gonna turn a and b. He was screaming, and they all were coming this way. Like he had to die. Yeah. Like, what was I supposed to do? I'm having a real problem with Morgan this season. I think that that's. I think by like, we'll see tonight. But I think at the end of that last episode, there was that sort of, especially with Morgan passing by Carol, and it was like. Carol got like a little bit more of her humanity back, uh-huh. and then I think Morgan lost some. He lost some of his because he has no problem killing walkers, but he has an absolute problem hurting humans. Right. Which I, in that world, seeing the brutality of the wolves and how just bloodthirsty they were, the world he wants to exist doesn't exist anymore. He has the same problem that the people of Alexandria have on. They have blinders on where it's like they think that they can come back, but what they don't understand is that that's. There are people out there who don't want the world to come back. Yeah. They've been living like barbarians in the wasteland without electricity and clean clothing and running water. Like, they don't have any of this. Mm-hmm. They're gone. Yeah. Those people that they were when they went to work and clocked in and had lunch with their friends and watched Monday Night Football, that doesn't exist anymore. That person died a long time ago. They're not mm-hmm. coming back. Yeah, and I think I think that the end of the last episode, I think Morgan's blinders fell off. I would hope so. So, I mean, that's what I took from it. Yeah. So. Um, but so far this season, I'm I'm really happy with it. I think it's great. It's <laughs> I was talking about this with a friend at work, and I was like, because she just started watching The Walking Dead not too long ago because she just got Netflix because she's been living in her cave for some reason. And she's like, just start watching like that episode where they're all the the zombies in the barn. Oh my god, that's so hard to watch. I'm like you're adorable. <laughs> you're so cute. All right. Wait, it gets ten times worse. Mm-hmm. But I think for us that have been there from the beginning. We're just like, we're much like the survivors on the show. We're just like, like, eh, this is another battle. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, even, even though I, I like, you know, I read the comics. Yeah. Up to a certain point, but like, as soon as they showed up in that town, I was like, it's on. They need to regulate. Rick needs to regulate. Well, it's, do you remember the guys that Daryl fell in with the highwaymen? The, whatever they were called, the claimers. I think that's what they're referred to. Um, you know, like, I claim that, that's mine. Mm-hmm. When Rick went full walker on that guy, that's the point they're at now. Like, that guy was going to rape Carl yeah. in front of his dad. Yeah. Rick bit his fucking neck out. That's what needs to be done. They're going to have to leave Alexandria. He's going to have to, whatever survivors are left, round them all up, and they need to go attack the wolves. Yeah. And wipe them out in one shot. That I mean, I... 
that's not going to happen, obviously, because there have to be battles and the show has to keep going. Right. But it, you know what would be funny is that in The Walking Dead, it'd be almost worse if there were no threat. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you're just you're constantly waiting for it. Yeah. And that to me, it's like, okay, at least now I know what to focus on. At least I know those people are out there coming at us. I don't, if there's no constant threat, that would be the worst. Yeah. Because, like, you can't let your guard down. You always have to be on edge. But how long can you live that way? Right. But, you know, going back to what what we said about Carol. Um, seeing her all meek and afraid of, afraid of Ed beating her up and stuff like that. And, like, the first few episodes of Logging Dead to the Carol that we saw last week. <laughs> like, those are two completely different women. Mm-hmm. And uh, Melissa McBride is she's dope, dude. She deserves an Emmy nomination mm-hmm. or at least a Golden Globe. Yeah, for sure. I'm surprised that they haven't won anything. Yeah, I think it's just because it's a it's a genre show. Speaking of genre shows, who's excited for the X Files? This guy. You I'm hate everything that I love. I don't hate the X Files. I just don't care about it. I love superhero shows. I don't hate superhero shows. I'm just tired of them. But I love them. And you don't like Gilmore Girls, and Gilmore Girls is coming back, too. It's going to be four 90-minute episodes on Netflix. Oh, yeah. That's... Seven and a half. Six, six, seven. That's 12 hours of new Gilmore Girls. 12 hours! At, like, 600 words per minute? Like, I can't... For sure. Oh, it's going to be a good time. And you know what's funny? Is that Lauren Graham... For later in her 50s. Yes, please. Okay. She's all right. Okay. And Alexis Bledel, the daughter. Okay. Oh, thank you. Um, yes. Yes, yes. Okay. Even their mom. It's in her 90s. All right. No, nothing. 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 At all? At all. Really? Yeah. I wish I could get through to you on that. You're going to break. And you're going to be like, oh, it's a good show. I'm, I'm, I refuse to even try until you've watched Whiplash. Okay. Fair enough. I will watch Whiplash if you watch at least two episodes of Gilmore Girls. With an open mind. Okay. I'm watching Whiplash with an open mind. Alright. Can't stand that fucking guy, but I'll watch it. Ah, oh, he's the worst. And he's in so many movies. It makes me physically angry. Like, I want to punch every frat dude I see. That's what he reminds me of. Just well, like, that's what I feel about like, Gilmore Girls. That they're frat dudes? No, that it's just so hard to watch. Why? It's but, so unnatural and up its own ass. That's not really. They went through some shit, man. Okay. No, it's dark. You need to know. It's pretty dark. Okay. Whatever. I'll watch Whiplash. All right, I'll watch. I mean, until until I have confirmation, you've watched Whiplash. Once I have confirmation, you've watched Whiplash. I will watch the first couple episodes of Gilmore Girls. Okay, I yeah, I, I will. Here's what I'll do: when I'm watching it at home, I will text you a picture of like halfway through the movie, and I'll actually I'll live text it to you at least three or four times. I'm like, okay, I've seen I'm at the part where you know Miles Teller, blah blah blah. Then I'm at the part where Miles Teller blah blah blah, and I'm at the part where J.K. Simmons blah blah blah, and then I'm all, I'm at the credits, all right, all right. so that you have con- concrete proof. And I'll admit it, 
I, I promise you I will sit down and watch the whole thing. Okay. I'll make a bowl of popcorn right. with some hot sauce. Okay. Sauce. And a cola beverage. And I will enjoy it. All right. The popcorn and the cola, not the movie. I'll probably love it because J.K. Simmons is such a bastard to, to Monticello. That's probably the only part about it that I like. So good. <laughs> All right. And on that note, yeah, we'll call it a day. Um, so we should have Becca back next. I hope so. By the next time, yeah, if she still exists, yeah, uh, or she hasn't like abandoned us, made it. She becomes a superstar. Actually, she was in Disneyland. I know. She's like, I have stuff going on. Just tell her you're going to Disneyland. Don't be stupid. Bring me a wand. I'll give you. Because well, apparently she goes to Disneyland like five times a year. Does she really? I guess. I don't know. Maybe I should be revealing this on the podcast. <laughs> That's dope. No, I'm totally jealous. That's cool. But um, yeah, we should have Becca back. Uh, we'll have more stuff to discuss. Um, mm-hmm. my next podcast. I don't know. There, I'll have. I'll be able to talk about Supergirl, and uh, I should be able to talk about Whiplash, and we will have an in-depth discussion about Whiplash. And I might, I might even be like, hey, you know what? Miles Teller was amazing in that movie. No. Fuck that guy. Can't stand him. Well, I, and I keep telling you, it's like, especially the fact that you can't stand him is the reason why you should watch that movie. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I promise you. It's basically Miles Teller getting tortured for two hours. If it were Miles Teller, like, if it was a documentary of Miles Teller getting tortured, I would have watched it six times already. I mean, you see that part where he got hit with the baseball bat full of nails? That's my favorite part. Because part of his face came off of it. No, I'm just kidding. I don't want anybody to torture my story, but I still think he's a good actor. All right, then. But that's, that's it. So we'll see you next time, everybody. Bye. Bye, bye, bye.